happy new week. I'm very, very excited about this week, even though we are just started our for next lot of six weeks of isolation here in Melbourne. Um, but I've got a ton of things to get going with, so there's no uh, no boredom or, or, or inactivity around the house, and uh, we've got the pleasure of uh, homeschooling our kids from next Monday as well, so that'll be a little bit of a juggle, but I'm sure uh, mum will be able to land a, a helping hand. So today um, I was thinking, you know, what would add value to you guys um, about, uh, you know, what I can talk about, and um Stuart and I were discussing it, you know, we're always on a Sunday kind of going, what's going to be the Monday morning content, unless I've sort of chosen ahead of time. We thought, let's go through um, pricing, how to price yourself for success and how to think about your prices, when to increase them, how to go about increasing them, how to put them together so that, um, you know, you feel confident in what you've got to offer um, and, um, and how to present them into the marketplace. So, and before I do that, I will do my little shares in the groups where this, this, this goes live. And if you have got questions around this or comments, even if uh, when the call finishes, um, you can post them there and I will um, um, get back to you guys. All right, here we go. I just have to share this across, sharing a group. There we go. Oh, gosh, it's, um, it has changed um, the way it looks in here. In, it always changes. All right, here we go. And I hope you guys have had a, um, a wonderful weekend and um, and are pumped for another week. You know, um, have set your goals and whatever it is that you uh, want to achieve and uh, what's coming up moving forward. So I can see a few people have uh, joined. So let me just do this one. Good morning, Beck. Um, happy birthday to Stuart. Yes, it is Stuart's birthday. Um, today and um, and he's having a day off. Uh, he goes, I'm not doing any work today. It's my birthday, um, uh, which is cool, um, you know. Uh, and we're going to be celebrating with the family later on um, today. But I did make a cake. Um, I did make a cake in uh, uh, on Friday because it's actually my mum's birthday as well uh, on this coming Friday. They're only four days apart. I'm just doing one more share and then we'll get into it. Uh, and yeah, so I made them a cake and today he's requested nachos. Um, so he's going to go shop for the ingredients and apparently I'm going to cook. Oh, this is stuck now. I don't know what's going on on this other um, computer. And um, and yeah, so whenever it's your birthday, you get to choose what the dinner is going to be. Um, anyway, I'm going to give up on that. I've sh shared in two groups. I can share it later on in the other one. But yes. All right, so um, how to price yourself. I've got 10 points here to cover off with you guys. So how to price yourself for success and how to think about it. So there's going to be some mindset and some strategy things to consider around, um, you know, uh, you know where it is. And this is something a lot of people feel uncomfortable with um, and they're not sure of or they just don't know what to do. Uh, or when they uh, panic, they reduce their prices and... Um, and all sorts of, um, you do the same with your family, amazing, Beck. Yeah, I know you do birthdays, very, very uh, organized and, you know, how you prepare stuff on the night before and you put them out there for kids. All right, so um, first point on my list to discuss today about pricing yourself is, do you believe, do you believe, to ask yourself, do you believe the price that you have put on your product or service is aligned with the value that you believe people will receive. And so, 
if you don't believe it or you wouldn't invest in it yourself, then probably you haven't got it priced at the right point. At the beginning, when you start out, generally you're unsure of, you know, you know, is this worth what I'm putting it there for? That's, this is why people sometimes start out doing some pro bono work um, and get their skills up and uh, confidence up. And I think also pricing has to do a lot with how confident you are in delivering a result um, and in a particular time frame because you might charge a lower price point to begin with with people um, but over time you might um, uh, do things quicker or you'll be able to help your clients a lot quicker because you will have ironed out all the things that um, you know uh, to bypass and you'll be more uh, attuned to how to help them and all that sort of stuff so therefore why we increase our prices is actually uh, we come to a point where we're able to help our clients a lot faster to achieve the result they signed up with us uh, to achieve. Good morning, Mo. And yes, this is a great topic. <laughs> um, a lot of people want to know how, how to do it and how to feel comfortable about it. Also, when you think about your price point uh, that you offer in a, a marketplace or for your products or services, doesn't make you feel a little bit uncomfortable, okay? Not a lot, because if it's too much, then you don't believe it and you don't think you're worth that. Because remember, we are aligning um, you know, what you are asking for with value, what you think value is. And actually, in my mind, I also believe that the price point we put on our products, the value is five to six times what people actually pay. So pricing is a calculation, yeah? Uh, what people invest in you is a calculation, an amount. But value is actually a feeling, yeah? A feeling of what someone thinks they're gonna get from you or, you know, the uh, future return on investment for what they've, you know, invested in, in with you. So value is a feeling, not a calculation. Whereas your price is the calculation. And I always say, you know, uh, I feel that with, within what we do, that what people get, and often some of our uh, programs have lifetime support uh, and access to our masterclasses, like our retreat authors get that as part of their package and we continue to deliver value over time. And those that stick around do receive that value and I would say, yeah, it's five to 10 times what they're originally invested in, okay? So if you are very comfortable with your price point, then you're probably too cheap and you're underpricing yourself and you might uh, end up being overworked and underpaid, as they say. So B, um, new financial year is a great time to fix your pricing. <laughs> yes, Beck, it is. We actually went up in our pricing. We actually, when we um, when COVID uh, hit, we had to pivot the whole business off, uh, off, offline to online. <laughs> that's right. That's the other, that's the way. And so um, we introduced the virtual retreat and we put it less than the real life retreat because obviously we didn't have the travel cost, accommodation, meals. We removed the physical printed books from our program. So we removed a lot of hard costs and therefore reduced the program down and some of the one-on-one -on -one time, right? And we brought it down and we saw where it's at for the three months and then uh, realized after those three months of um selling it at that price point that it was actually too cheap yeah because we realized there was just as much work and then just as much effort and just as much value the only thing that was missing is the 48 hours that people would go away from their homes and come and have the real life experience but the work was just as much for our team if not more because we're managing and doing everything online 
And so from July 1, a week or 10 days before July 1, we actually announced we were going up in the price point to make it more uh, realistic of where it actually needs to see better aligned uh, to equate the amount of work that we had to do because all of a sudden we were having so many people, you know, obviously take advantage of it, but we've got, oh my gosh, this is turning into huge volume, but just as much work per client as it was before. So, so yeah, so uh, we adjusted and, um, and from July 1, we went into a new price uh, pricing structure, great time to do it at start of the year or obviously start of the financial year, calendar or financial year is to uh, review your pricing and see where you're at. And sometimes you add or remove things from what my second point is, make sure that you're pa uh, packaging and bundling yourself. Because in packaging and bundling, this is where we can build that value that feels five to 10 times the asking price. And I've done many lives before on packaging and bundling, so I'm not gonna go in a lot of detail here. And some of you that are listening to this, you know, um, uh, certainly uh, have had the pleasure of me teaching you and then you've done your own packages and bundles. Big saying I did similar things with my coaching online but have kept pricing same now. Just got headhunted to replace another facility because even though I was more, I was considered better value. Yeah, totally, but you know, and um, sometimes we can go, you know, we moved something online and uh, therefore it should be less. But I don't believe what we have done for our clients, well, I can only speak for myself, has been any less. If anything, it's been more because we introduced like weekly accountability calls after the retreat for four weeks, which never existed prior to this. And you would know this. And a lot of, a lot of more like, you know, um, follow up and touch base because we know we're not there with the people. So, so the work was just different, not less value. Anyway, so package and bundle yourself. The packaging and bundling really does and it illustrates and demonstrates to a, a client that they're gonna get many different uh, forms of support from you. So let's say if you're a coach or a consultant, and a lot of people who watch me are people who are selling a service-based business and they might be like kind of thinking about it, oh, I'm gonna coach someone, it's just gonna be their one-on-one coaching sessions and all that. But it's not just that, there must be more things that you actually do. You know, how about starting a Facebook community where your clients can hang out and, you know, kind of uh, share with one another. You know, uh, adding in books and products and service, like, you know, tangible and intangible extras that your clients can get as a bundle of working with you. And I've shared in the past, you know, with the weight loss clients, I would buy them like scales and a heart rate monitor watch and like do a little physical bundle and package uh, incl inclusive of their actual coaching. Um, Mo, Mo, online for me is same value was <laughs> Yeah, table of value was awesome that you showed me. Yeah, Mo, uh, we did a, a session one-on-one -on -one and we did her package and um, bundle table of value. And you can rejig that, Mo, so many times. Over time, you should be able to, um, you know, adjust it, remove things, add new things. I used to adjust my tables of value every three to six months in the early days and then probably every six to 12 months uh, of late. And now, like, we've had to introduce a whole tab new table of value for these virtual retreats because they are different from what the real life one would be. Okay, uh, early on, start uh, lower um, in your price pricing and then... Uh, it, edge up as you feel more comfortable and you can see that you're getting people faster results yeah 
So for me, it could be something like after the first five or 10 clients that I put through this program. So rather than a date, the first of and the financial year, if you're kind of working with people one-on-one, -on -one, maybe after your first 10 clients, you will move your prices up to the next uh, price point. And actually, this is what I did in my very first couple of years of business. When I'd get to a certain amount of clients that I've you know, introduced and um, worked with, I would go up to the next price point. And that worked really well for my confidence and achieving and hitting goals and moving uh, moving up from there. And you will you will feel comfortable. You, you'll then look back on your early days and you'll go, oh my gosh, I can't believe I used to charge X for this or, um, or Y for that, yeah. So um, the use of pilot programs is also really great uh, where you can represent this lower price point and those that, you know, like, know and trust you, they wanna take part in it will benefit from the lower price point, but we know it's a pilot program that you're testing and trialing something brand new. So therefore, um, really, really important um, that that's, you know, that you communicate it that way. And every time you do something like this, ensure that you are collecting testimonials and social proof, yeah? Really, really important. Every time you've worked with a client, uh, Stuart used to, uh, uh, of late in the last year retreats, he said, do we still really need to get testimonials? You know, we've got so many, we've got hundreds, hundreds of them. I said, yes, I said, we still need to get testimonials because I wanna make sure they're the most updated, the newest ones. They're not from like five years ago that someone's done a retreat. They're from, and, and the, the first time we did the virtual retreats, which was in May, I asked the Australian and the USA group who would give me one. And what we did is we created this breakout room called the testimonials room. And, um, and basically who wanted to give one I would go one-on-one -on -one there and I would stop and start the recording and actually was able to record like six or seven testimonials out of each of those virtual retreats during one of our breaks. Um, and then when we got off the call, I was able to splice them into one video and put in like the book cover for the author. And then this was really a huge tool that I started using after those retreats to be able to promote the next ones which are coming up in August. And actually the Australian one's fully booked. We're already booking up the November one and the USA one is probably 75% capacity now as well. But every time I run my half day workshop now, it's I'm not promoting it like I had like a real life retreat video, which kind of doesn't make any sense if, you, if you're, you know, the offer is so virtual retreat. So collecting these of the last retreat and showing people what the feedback was in a virtual retreat has been my retreat video, really. So collecting testimonials and social proof is one of the strongest ways that you can show people from others, not just from you, that this is the um, value that people uh, get, uh, get. I just did a huge corporate tender response and I did an organizational table that is a scale, the idea for that. Will be interesting to see if it helps with, compet with competitive advantage. It totally will, Beck. It, it, it will. Not many people do tables of value, yet we see them everywhere. And we buy from people who have a package that we can see what we get. Um, and it works like magic. So I think it'll work. All right, what else have I got here? Uh, options of different price points. So what's what does your funnel look like? Do you have lots of options? Or are you trying to sell people into the one and only thing? Let's say coaching. I have seen a lot of coaching just purely sell their coaching. Um, this is how much I'm per hour, no package, no bundle. Um, and it kind of just doesn't seem like it's an actual program. So 
I think what we sell needs to ooze a system and a program and it needs to have a start point and an end point. Okay, so think about that. You know, when you are introducing it to someone, think about how is this a program? How is this a package that has a start and an end point? People do not like to know that they're going to be indefinitely working with you, even if sometimes if they enjoy the coaching, they might want that regular support to touch base with. Um, which has happened to me in the past. But initially, when you start with someone, it needs to feel like it's a program and a process that has a start and an end point. Okay, so really, really important. And then what other things do you have? So how do you build? And this is why people write books with us because a book is the start of the funnel. They can get a $20 or $30 product that's going to start building that relationship. Then do you have got a low-cost workshop? Have you got something that they can do like a um, mini online course or a bigger online course? You know, what kind of steps, three to five steps do you have in your funnel that people can um, uh, engage you with? Because once they start somewhere, they generally are going to do, uh, do more because they'll see the value behind it. Uh, this morning, I had an email from one of our authors who earlier this year, I met her in Perth. And she signed up as a uh, online portal uh, participant. This is 10% of my highest end program. But this morning she was ready and she had finished her book and said, I'm ready to do the publishing package. By the way, I've just deposited um, X amount in your account and um, I'll be handing you my book in by X amount of that. And that, I didn't even have to do anything. I didn't even have a sales conversation because she was already in my network. She had seen the value. She's been part of the community and therefore she upgraded herself. To that next step and so many of our clients will either go to the publishing or go to the retreat from coming into the program even at a lower cost into into what we do yeah really really important to build that in because some people might love what you do they just might not be ready to take that big step into your highest end um program but they might want to get in and get started and dip their toe in the water or they might not know like or trust you uh, quite as much as yet to get to that next step so make sure that there are different things and um that you do give value even at the lowest level of people even getting free stuff from you you know free downloadable free mp3 a video it's your best stuff in there because if they get that as your best stuff you know and they're absolutely um, amazed then what are they going to get when they work with you okay that would be the mindset behind a potential buyer okay next one is yeah the, which is exactly what I was talking about deliver massive value through your introductory or free offer before talking price yeah deliver massive value so we always say value before price often I'll get um, people referred to me uh, by my authors actually lately we've been hammered with referrals uh, which is amazing. I'm so grateful uh, to our authors, you know, uh, sending us uh, people who we've never heard of and would have never had the opportunity to um, to meet. Um, but my very first point with this person is not to go, hi, come to my retreat, yeah? Um, uh, it is actually, hey, let's have an initial conversation so I can see who you are, or I'd really love you to attend a half-day seminar we run um, it, at this very low cost or depending on where, where they are um, and actually have some foundational information uh, and then we can discuss um, you know where you might fit in because they might not fit in into a virtual retreat they might just need publishing 
right? Or they might need to dip their toe in the water with the online portal. So realistically, what's the point of talking price unless I've actually had a exploratory conversation about where they are in their book writing process? Value before price, yeah? This is why we get also very frustrated when we get those emails from people who have found us on the internet or are shopping on price and you get the email, how much does your retreat cost? Or how much do you charge for your services? It's like, hang on a second. How can you possibly, how can I possibly quote you what I charge when I don't even know who you are, what you want, what problems you have, and if you pass my don't decades policy, right? <laughs> I won't even take you, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what I charge. So I had a very smart ass response. I don't use this one very often, but um, <coughs> it frustrates me when I get those emails. So I say, if you're shopping on price, we're definitely too expensive for you. But if you're shopping for value, let's first have a conversation and see where you might fit into what we do. Okay, that was my little, like kind of two cents worth because people who just ask for how much are you, how much do you cost? How, you know, they're really shopping on price. They're looking for the cheapest and you don't want those people. You don't want those people and you don't ever need to be the cheapest person in the industry or compete on price. Don't compete on price. Show your value, deliver amazing customer service and people will be willing to spend more. Like, you know, when I was telling you guys a couple of weeks ago, we got the five quotes for our deck replacement and all this sort of stuff. And I didn't go for the cheapest one. I didn't go for the most expensive one, but I went with the one that actually felt the feeling was great relationship, lots of rapport with this person, felt I could trust him and what he was going to use and the quality of our products and, um, and the service that I felt I was going to receive from him was the highest. And it didn't matter what the price was, right? And that's why I ended up going with so really, really, really important that we always, always establish value before we talk about price, okay? Because unless someone, and I sometimes say to people, in a 10-minute phone conversation, I can't do justice to the value that you need to actually sit through and listen when we do our half-day seminar. So I'd rather you actually take the time and spend those three and a half hours, you know, really understanding and making an informed decision about if this is your next step and you actually want to work with us, yeah? All right, so testimonial social proof, collect them all the time. We said that one, um, and delivering massive value through the introductory offer. Putting your prices up, when and how. <laughs> Shimmy loved that response. Yeah, yeah. I actually, um, I do say it sometimes, and I go, oh, is it a little bit smart? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we, we get asked all the time and, and, and people even come up to us and say, oh, people say you're expensive. And I say, yeah, well, someone's got to be the expensive one. And uh, I know why I am. And, um, and I agree we are. And, um, but I also know the support and the value and the customer level services that we give throughout, um, company. All right. So, um, putting up your prices when, how we already mentioned a great time, financial year, calendar year. Make sure you pre-communicate, pre-communicate um, two weeks maybe ahead of time, um, maybe even a month, up to a month, but at least, you know, two, uh, we give people a heads up. What this does actually, guys, it generates sales because those people that have been sitting on the fence and not sure if they, they're ready to work with you or they're just waiting around for the right time, all of a sudden have a different motivator to sign up. 
that when we increased our price just July 1, we definitely had more than six figures in sales before that price increase. Okay, we had a massive two last two weeks of the financial year, and partly it was because of the price price increase, and partly because we ran a few uh, seminars in the lead up before we went away on a holiday. But it was like we had people book in because an email went out a couple of times about our prices going up from first of July. So really, really uh, important that you pre-communicate and remind maybe a couple of times before it actually happens uh, and then stick with it. Once you pass that date, stick with it and go through, um, you know, um, into your new price point. Now, the one thing that I always find is when I, when we move into a new price point, it's always like <gasps> you'll hold your breath in and, and wait, like, you know, you go, is this, this going to sell at this price point? And then when you sell your first one, of course, you know, and you get that confidence and um, reference for success and then you know that uh, it's going to keep um, keep selling, um, you know, and, and you just totally feel comfortable that that's, that's where you're at right now. But it's always that moment of in between uh, when you do that and, um, and then you become comfortable. All right, so um, I actually, I, I don't know if you're going to come across this, but on, social, uh, on Facebook uh, there was an ad uh, by... Oh, I'll, I'll come up, uh, I'll um, look up this woman's name, but I downloaded some templates on how to approach and write and communicate to your people about the price increase. And she also had three really awesome um, follow-up emails uh, after a sales conversation with someone. And I rejigged them obviously for my business, but they were really worthwhile getting. It was like something like 29 US dollars. And, um, and I actually used straight up the first one, which was about the price increase. Um, and retweaked it and we had a great response and got my return investment probably a thousand followers more than that yeah so um uh, when others are, i already told you when others ask about your prices <laughs> make sure that you have got now a little response of how it goes and actually the last point i wanted to cover off here is that we actually lose more business when we're cheaper than when, when we're more expensive okay so what do i mean by that well, you, we get better quality clients when we're more expensive, when we value ourselves higher. And therefore, we also strive to be better and to build more value into what we're doing. Um, at a cheaper price point, we will get the lower quality clients who perhaps will cost us a lot more time and managing of those people versus the other way around. So think about, you know, where are you playing and why that is and where perhaps um, you might be limited in your mindset. Sales is all about mindset um, and confidence and certainty. Uh, when I started out as a coach, they said, you know, it's certainty and confidence that sells, yeah? I was like, used to think, what, what does that mean? I thought it was like the thing that you actually sell, what the thing is and what it includes and all that kind of stuff. No, no, no. Yeah, they said, and, and I kept thinking about this over years and I go, when you fully believe in your thing so much and you know what difference it's going to make in someone else's life, you, you just kind of come across with this no-brainer, you'd be crazy not to do this, you know, and I'm really sorry you'll miss out if, if they don't kind of thing. And it's about shifting that and believing. And the last thing I'm going to say is believing you're the best in the world in the solution that you provide for the problem that you solve. You have to believe that you are the leading worldwide provider of that particular product or service, yeah? 
if you don't believe that then it's not going to be very successfully sold by you or people working in your business in your company okay and when you sell with passion energy enthusiasm and belief in that then it, it's really really easy then you're only having conversations you do not actually feel salesy when i'm selling i'm like super excited excitedly sharing information um rather than going you know buy my stuff buy my stuff that's what i find my flavor it's like pull rather than push i just pull people in by the excitement by what i believe this can do and then those that can see it and, and align with that then they'll progress and the others will find someone else who's better aligned with them yeah awesome so i hope some of this gave you some food for thought you have written some notes let me know what was your favorite thing that you heard um you know so two couple of takeaways which wrote down value discuss value over price and my little reply to people who ask how much does your program cost is if you're shopping on price we are too expensive for you but if you're shopping on value let's have a conversation and see where you might fit in so we can quote you accordingly all right guys have a wonderful monday uh go smash out your goals if you're in melbourne stay safe and yes we just just get some shit done i'm gonna build some online programs i'm gonna just keep building more infrastructure while i can because once we can get out you know um we will be more you know just out there enjoying <laughs> you know the outside world um but yeah just utilize the time it's like when a client cancels right um, you've had a session booked in or whatever it is happened and all of a sudden they've cancelled, right? And now you have a block of time that um, you need to do something with, right? You kind of had thought, oh, I thought I was doing this, but now I'm doing that. And basically what happens is you find something else to do in your business, right? Or you fill that time with something else that you, you hadn't had time to do. So this is the same with ISO. You know, we thought we were going to go on these million trips and holidays and business and da, 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 this year and then the whole calendar just got wiped <laughs> right from march onwards and we actually really wiped till the end of the year and rejigged it uh putting all of our online stuff in there and we've refocused and now using the time you know in a different way and building more different value and infrastructure towards the business so that's just just to re um pivot and just do something else all right have a wonderful week and as i always say smash it out see you guys bye